There we go. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation at Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. There's a question about what you just heard that's from the Concordia Theological Seminary Cantori that was recorded in 2018. Um, maybe for an upcoming release. We'll see. I don't know exactly. We just record every year, and uh, some some years we release albums, some years we don't. So uh, just put it into the archive and compile them for a later release. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Today's Congregation of Prayer continues our catechesis from 1 Samuel. Today, Israel demanding a king. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, let's say our memory verse for today. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, verse 6. And our psalm for this week is Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. Why should the nation say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak, eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel, feet, but do not walk and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O Israel, or excuse me, O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remember us, remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, and the, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Our first reading today is from Colossians chapter 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth, on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. All right, something that must be uh, explicated, and it came out in our psalm too, but I want to explain it here as well. Um, When we're talking about the idols, right, they're made the work of human hands, right? They, They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell, hands but do not feel, or as Esther told me last night, they have knees but do not bend. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right, Esther, you got it. You got it. Um, notice that um, they're all dead. They can give no life, right? And so the distinction here that Paul is making in Colossians is very much the same. Um, the things of this world are dead or dying, right? And and actually, the, the gospel puts them to death. So um, when we talk about the kingdom, especially uh, both the Christian congregation, um, but I would say the governance of this world, including the family and, of course, the state, um, these things are of this world. And they are governed, um, whether we like it or not, by our members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Right? Uh, that describes our life in this world. And uh, so one of the purposes, in a very limited way, of uh, good government is to actually restrain the flesh, right? And that's the limit that it can give. It cannot create um, goodness, but it can only restrain evil and punish wickedness, right? And commend those who do well, of course, uh, but it cannot create uh, well-being or well-doing, right? And so this is um, a different understanding of the law, I think, than uh, most people have, is they think the law can actually encourage good rather than only discourage evil. So that's why uh, Christians typically are, are, are of limited government, right? We don't want the government to do more than what God has uh, given it to do, which is to restrain evil and to punish uh, wickedness and evildoers, All right? <coughs> but um, we certainly have looked to the government to actually provide a more positive benefit. But notice that anytime it tries to do something positive or create, um, it actually ends up destroying in the process. Whereas um, the life of the Christian church is quite different, and the Christian within the church is different, right? And so um, we look in the church for things that we don't see in the state, right? Which is Christians for, you know, um, brothers and sisters in Christ, forgiving one another, um, putting off the old man, not making distinction of flesh, um, like, say, skin color or ethnicity, something like that, and putting aside anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy language. Uh, we can't expect that to happen in the state. Um, we certainly give thanks to God where it does, but it, it, it cannot be um, forcibly uh, enacted by law, right? It has to come from the renewal uh, of yourself, that is the new life that you receive in Christ. And that's why we can't expect to see it in the state, uh, because they lack uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, baptism, 
um, the renewal of life through preaching in the Lord's Supper. But as Christians, uh, we can act uh, within our vocation in those estates in the state, within, say, a, a public school or wherever we're called to be. Uh, we can live as Christians there, right? But we can't expect those institutions to be Christian, uh, lacking the Spirit and the Word. Okay. Speaking of which, um, this leads us quite well into our reading from 1 Samuel, where um, Israel demands of God something that, uh, uh, well, dam- demands what their neighbors have, uh, which isn't always a good thing. All right, we'll see. Let's read it first. 1 Samuel chapter 8. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of the firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were the judges in Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Go figure. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us, like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel, and they said, Give us a king to judge give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and served other gods. So they are doing to you also. Now therefore, heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. Be careful what you ask for. Continuing. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, This will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties will set some to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers, and he will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage, and give you, or give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men, and your donkeys, and put them to his work. And he will take a tenth of your sheep, and you will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we may also be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord. So the Lord said to Samuel, Heed their voice, and make them a king. And Samuel said to the men of Israel, Every man go to a city. All right, so we'll have the choosing of the king tomorrow. All right, so note here, very importantly, all right, this because this applies even to today. Do not look to the state, in this case, the king, right, to do the job that the Lord has already either given you or that he himself does. Not through you, but uh, directly. All right? Don't look to the state to do what God himself has appointed for you or for each other, right? It's not a good thing. 
But God says, okay, that's what you want. Here you go. Enjoy your idolatrous um, love of state, of king. All right. You're going to catch a few rants here. It's just how it's going to go today. Okay, let's ask some questions here. Who did Samuel appoint as judges initially to follow after him? His sons, whose names were Joel and Abijah. Of course, we learn about his sons. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Of course, this reminds us of two other sons, namely the sons of Eli, you remember them, Hophni and Phinehas, right? Who also did likewise. What did the elders of Israel ask Samuel then? Make us a king to judge us or um, to lead us like the nations. For Samuel was displeased, right? Uh What did God say about the people's um, request? This is key here. They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. Mm. Who is the real king of Israel? The Lord God. Yeah, who is your true king? Your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would Israel reject the king that God sent? Actually, they would. Um, obviously, they didn't care for, for Saul that much. Uh, they seemed to enjoy David all right, I guess. Um, but obviously, obviously, the true king is, is Christ himself, right? Where is he who is born king of the Jews, says uh, the Magi? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him, right? Um, then also Matthew 27, of course, with Pilate. They put a sign up over his head with the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Hmm. So, will they ultimately reject the King whom the Lord sends? Of course they will. His son, Jesus. Uh, What had Israel been doing since the days they left Egypt? Right? So, this is not going to be any surprise because, as the Lord says here, since I brought them out of the land of Egypt, even to this day, they have forsaken me and served other gods. So they are doing to you also. This is nothing new. This has been the case. And he's continually reminded them to put away the false gods, the Astra. But as uh, Calvin famously remarked, the human heart is an idol factory. Human heart is an idol factory. Uh, What did God tell Samuel to do in particular there in verse 9? Not just to give them the king that they asked for, but to forewarn them, all right, that they, what the king would do to them. What are some of the things that the kings would do, according to what uh, Samuel conveys from the Lord? Yeah, take away their sons and daughters, their vineyards, their olive groves, their servants, their income, that is, enact taxes, right? And remember, they're asking for it. They're asking to be put in subjection to a king other than the Lord. According to verse 18, so skipping ahead here a bit, uh, what did, or why did the people, no, no, according to verse 18, what did Samuel warn Israel they would do one day? Uh, Yeah, they would cry out for relief from the king, but the Lord would not hear them. Why did the people insist that they needed a king? No, we will have a king. Why? So that we are like the other nations around them. Why? 
Why do you want to be like the name? Oh, you just want to fit in. I get it. Keep up with the Joneses. So what did God tell Samuel to do? Give them the king. Yep. All right. Some more meditation on this text. Time after time, Israel rejected the Lord who brought them out of Egypt by rejecting the words of his prophets from Moses to Samuel. They wanted a king like the kings around them instead of God himself. The Lord warned them that these other kings would be kings who would take life away from them by removing family members, land, and income from them. He, on the other hand, is the king of life who freed them from slavery in Egypt and gave them the land of Canaan. It is this king who made himself subject to the kings of death and was condemned to die. In his death, this king did not take away life, but death. By entering into death, our Lord Jesus Christ removed death from us and restored life to us. He is the true king who wore the crown of thorns to remove the curse of death and give us the golden crown of life. This king waged war on the devil, fighting our battle that we might be set free from sin and death. All right. And uh, much like I talked about uh, with Christian schools uh, on Facebook, so the same here, that uh, every earthly king is a pale copy, a, a poor copy or facsimile of the true king, Jesus. All right. So uh, think of how we sing it in the hymn. Trust not in rulers, they are but mortal. Earthborn they are, and soon they decay. Vain are their counsels in life's last portals, etc. That's from praise to the Lord, uh, God Almighty, right? Praise to the Lord. Yeah, that one. Vain are their counsels in life's last portal. They have nothing to say about death. Don't listen to them for finding uh, hope in the face of death. Okay, we'll talk more about civil rulers as we keep going with the kingship here. But uh, let's confess then the table of duties to wives. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, Ephesians 5.22. This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 1, verses 3. 1 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. There we go. Um, you've probably heard uh, your pastor, if not me, another, uh, teach you on this word submit. Um, to, to submit is to receive, is to be on the receiving end. right? And this is what's lovely about uh, being a Christian wife, being a wife, is that you get to receive, much like the Christian church receives from Christ our Lord, so you from your husband, receive. You're on the receiving end of, um, of his service and his love. Right? And so submission is not, um, it's not a, a word about power or a power dynamic word, right? That you're put in an inferior position, but rather that you're on the receiving end of, of your husband's love. Right? So this, this is beautiful, as, uh, as St. Peter said, right? That's how they made themselves beautiful, is that they received from um, their husbands not in fear, but in love, what, what they had to give. All right? And of course, God orders all creation in this way, and that's a good thing too. All right, let us pray. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion all Christian women into wives made in the image of your bride, the church. Teach them to submit to their husbands as to you, their Lord and Savior. Give them hearts that trust in your word, honor their husbands, look to them for love and spiritual headship. Deliver them from all fear and faithlessness. Where their husbands fail them, 
support them with your grace, and let them find their sufficiency in you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. On this Friday, we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray in thanksgiving with Ray, who celebrates his baptism, with the gift of life given to Arthur, for the divine call received uh, and accepted by candidate Paul Marks to our sister congregation, Emmanuel Adel, and candidate Robert Schrader to St. Paul's Falls. We give thanks with Aaron, who is receiving the ongoing gift of healing from the Lord. Pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Jeremy, Kelsey, Amanda, Roy, John, and Timothy, Janice, Sandy, Linda, Ken, Penny, and Blair. Our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, and the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutheran Heritage Foundation and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth, so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Sing our hymn for this week. Uh, Sansa 1 and 4, Come you faithful, raise the strain. you faithful raise us reign of triumphant gladness God has brought his Israel into joy from sadness loose from 
Pharaoh's bitter yoke, Jacob's sons and daughters, led them with unpoisoned foot through the Red Sea waters. For today among his own, Christ appeared bestowing his deep peace which evermore passes human knowing. Neither could the gates of death nor the tomb's dark portal nor the watchers nor the seal hold him as a mortal. All right. There concludes our congregation of prayer for today, Friday, April 30th, 2021. Good to have you with us. Um, if you joined us late, you can go back and watch uh, towards the beginning on replay. Good to see you checking in there. Michael, Grace, Don, Eileen, Gus, Tim, uh, Jeannie, and Gloria. You're all welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, you can join us again tomorrow at 9 a.m. for Congregational Prayer, although on Saturday we consider uh, at least two of the readings for Sunday to better prepare you for that day. This coming Sunday being a day of uh, great joy, it's, um, we're going to hear both, or we're going to watch or witness both the reception of the gift of holy baptism for Arthur, but also um, hear an opportunity to support the work of Compassion International. Um, and of course, preaching and the reception of the Lord's gift of the suppers. So uh, jam-packed Sunday, which is uh, lovely to have, have that all that uh, packed into one day. Of course, Bible study too. So uh, we'll prepare for that tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Join us then if you're able. Lord be with you all today. We'll see you soon.